to just a few things where all of our schedules have gone out the window and I don't even know what day it is. We just do it, you know, days are, they're all the same now, so. <laughs> they are all the same. Seriously, what day is it? I have no idea. Tuesday. It is Tuesday. Okay, yes. Tomorrow's Wednesday. That's, yes. you know, middle of the week. I know the weekends because I don't have to, like, get up at a certain time and do homework, which I really don't want to do, you know? Um, but that's what I have. I don't have, like, class anymore. I just simply have homework all the time. And, like, you have to it's – it's an interesting thing because you have to balance, like, okay, I'm going to do homework for, you know, get up, do it for this many hours. I have, like, roommates. My roommates are doing, like, they'll sleep in until, you know – 1230 and then not do and then hang out and then not do their homework until like you know an hour before class yeah or whatever well, yeah exactly um and so i just it's a balance because i could sit down in the morning and just like work straight through like i could probably i have enough homework in a week to do at least a full 48 hours of sitting down and doing homework which is manageable you know when you spread it out but yeah when you spread it out over a week it's pretty manageable but like, you have nothing else going on. You shouldn't. You shouldn't have anything else going on. Exactly. Right. But I mean, I gotta get a run in. I gotta, you know, I gotta get the my. I'm trying to do this new thing where, um, uh, it's not a new thing like in general to the world, but I'm doing it. It's new to me. Um, it's kind of like when you buy a used car. I'm like, it's new, and <laughs> it's not new, but sure. whatever. <laughs> um, uh, but I'm trying to drink a gallon of water a day. Except I don't want to like carry around a gallon of yeah, water. Yeah, because that's so. just ridiculous. Right. So I have a 24 ounce water bottle that I am using and I have to fill it up. It's 128 ounces in a gallon divided by 24 is like 5.3. So I'm trying to drink six of them because, you know, you, you give and take with a water bottle like it's, you know, a little less here, a little more there. So I'm like six is going to it's going to cover it. But so far, I think I'm at four today and I'm like struggling because it's a lot of water. Yeah, you got four hours to drink the rest of it. I know, but it, it'll happen today for sure. I'm not sure that's going to happen every day, but apparently it's like really healthy. For, I mean, obviously it's really healthy for you, but like specifically a gallon, I think will help you like lose weight without even doing anything, which not that I need to lose weight, but it helps me run better. And by better, I mean like it makes me die less when I am running. Sure. Yeah. Although I did, I did do six miles today, so that's pretty good, but I am trying to make it to a full marathon by the end of quarantine. So We'll see. And it's weird because, you know, no one really knows when quarantine is going to end. So Right, right, right. I hope you don't make it to that then. Right. At least. Not right. to sound mean. Well, I, I've done a half marathon. So I can do a half marathon, I should say. Right. I'm halfway there. But, yeah, you're right. I hope that quarantine ends. How, how long ago was that? Uh, last summer. Beginning of last summer. I could still do it right now. If I, if I pushed myself really hard and like just went for it and probably threw up three times I could run a marathon right now but like do I want to like kind of do it the right way and train the right way and then be able to like sustain a good pace and whatever yes that's what I'm trying to do well that's probably a better method to do it than instead of throwing up three times in the middle of a race just a thought. I've only thrown up once ever while I was running and I had just come back from summer camp two months or no one month away and I had to run for time for lacrosse to you know make the varsity team or whatever and um, I was really trying to push myself because I was trying to be captain that year and whatever right. 
and I ran it. My dad was just timing me. My coach was like, just have your dad time you. Like you run the, mi- the mile. Like normally we do it all together, but you already like you missed that, whatever. Um, and he, my dad just stood there and I mean, like, what else was he going to do? He asked if I was okay, but like, I was determined to finish and he knew I was not going to stop running. So I was literally like, it was a track around a grass field, grass, but I was throwing up into the grass of the football field as I was continuing to run on the track. Oh, sure. Okay. But it's fine. Cause I got a great time on the mile. So... <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that's the only time I've ever thrown up while running is while running for soccer conditioning in the summer. It was like the first one and it's like, all right, we're going to run three miles today and you go run three miles and then you have, we have to go play soccer for two hours afterwards and it just got to me. They made you do a three mile warm up? It wasn't a warm up, but we worked out and then like soccer like afterwards was our like cool down or whatever you want to call yeah. it, like playing a full game of soccer like 90 minutes that's intense it was it was pretty intense but you know we uh we got in shape really fast seriously yeah there used to be when i uh played i don't i think it was my junior year when i played in high school uh there was a freshman who started this rumor that i ran three miles before every single game and they were all like (laughs) really impressed by me and thought i was like the coolest person ever and someone told me that and i was like oh because it was so not true no but you know what i did do um my mom used to um be the like marketing person for this juice company and um they had beet juice which is they like sold beet juice apparently it's really good for what's that called like your respiratory system or something like that yeah yeah Yeah. and it's really good for your heart and that kind of thing so but i hated the taste of it so my mom would make me every time before a game like i get home from school and i would have a it was kind of smoothie ish but it was beet juice and an apple and the apple taste made the beet juice or the beet taste less so that doesn't sound bad i don't think it did anything because i think you have to drink a lot of beet juice for it to like actually work but it definitely was the whole mental game you know so in that respect it totally worked there were some kids on my team uh my soccer team my freshman year that would hold their breath and faint before each game literally they would hold their breath until they would pass out and then they would like someone would stand there. It was three of them. Someone would catch them, and like one would be in the front, one would be in the back, and like depending on which way he was leaning, they would just like catch him before he fell. And like they did that every single game. First time I saw it, literally just someone fell over. I'm like, oh my god, what's going on? Freaking out. And like they're like, oh, it's fine. They do this every game. I'm like, what do you mean? They hold their breath and pass out before they're about to go play 90 minutes of soccer? Like, what's wrong with them? And they just said, eh, it's just what they do. Was this like, supposed to help him in any way? I don't, no idea. They did it before one game and like their sophomore year or something and something good happened. Oh, they it was like a superstition. Or, I would thing. assume. Yeah. So like, oh, so we got to pass out for every single That's game if we want to win. But we weren't good our freshman year, so it didn't help at all. Interesting. Huh. Okay. Well, that's a, a tangent that we did not mean to go down, but here we are. Do you have a mask in your hand? Uh, I do. My grandmother made it for me. It's actually kind of cute. Yeah. I just saw that this little kid made, um, they're called ear savers or ear protectors or something like that. And it's basically just this strip of plastic with other little strips that stick out from it. And they have, it's a curved on the end so that you can put the mask around whatever 
size you want to make the mask and it just sits on the back of your head so that you don't have to put the mask behind your ears so that your ears don't hurt if you're wearing it in a hospital for or whatever you know wherever you're wearing it does that make any sense i was that was really hard to explain but slightly but you know when you start talking about plastic and plastic things coming off of the plastic that's right, when i got right. a little bit okay. confused we'll post a but at the we'll end the picture on I the i will post the picture on the um instagram on our Instagram so that okay. everyone who's listening to this will understand. And then it'll spark interest and then we'll get a lot of listeners from this And we're going to blow up. Picture. And then we're going to... Exactly. Then you're gonna this drop is out it. This is our big and break. And I'm going to quit yes. my job and then... That you haven't even that started. That I haven't even started yet and I'm, I'm going to quit it. Uh-huh. And then, you know, we're just going to make a podcast once a week and live off of that. Let's do it. Speaking of, um, let's get into our first story. All right. The headline is, J-Lo tells Ellen how quarantine might change her wedding plans with A-Rod. So we know who A-Rod is, right? Because big, big sports, sports guy. guy, yeah. Can you explain who A-Rod is? Alex Rodriguez. He was a baseball player that got drafted when he was a teenager and just a very good baseball player. And now he's a baseball analyst for ESPN? Sounds right to me. I think. Um, yeah. And do you know... Who's J-Lo? I was going to ask you. J-Lo is a actress and recording artist, and she was more recently the Super Bowl halftime performance. Correct. Good job. You knew they were getting married. Yes. Yes? yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Glad we're on the same page because the next story is about, you know, Harry and Meghan. So Who? We're, we, right, exactly. Okay. Ellen is doing a show from home and she's interviewing her guests on FaceTime and Jennifer was on, we're on a first name basis, <laughs> um, you know, Jenny from the block. Oh, yeah. They were, she was her interview guest. Anyway, um, she said on the show, she said, actually, it did affect it a little bit, meaning the wedding, but basically they're just waiting to see what happens um ellen was joking around how like if this whole thing didn't happen they would have gotten married any day but obviously they don't make that public because well they don't want paparazzi paparazzi yeah Yeah. um but anyway i also follow uh jlo on tiktok and they're really funny so they're really cute but oh god i wasn't i wasn't ready for this All right. Speaking of weddings, um, so my sister's best friend from high school, Amy, it was supposed to have her wedding this weekend. Not this weekend. The end of the month. Um, but, you know, due to circumstances, she's not allowed to have a gathering that big. Um, so instead, she is having, you know, her parents come and uh, the groom's parents come and a priest come to their house and they're going to have a live stream wedding and put do Facebook live so that all the guests can still see them get married and everything. And I just thought that was a really cool idea. And, uh, eventually, you know, they're still going to have like a reception and everything like that. But for the time being, they're making do with what they can, what they got. So I think it's kind of cool that they're Working away around it. It is great that they're working around it. However, for this situation, you can go to the courthouse and get married, and you know, sign the piece of paper, and and you don't have to actually like have the the ceremony is not technically necessary. Right. Exactly. So, in that case, if you are desperate to get married like this second, 
then why, like you, okay, they're at their house, right? So clearly it's not about the venue. It's not about the flowers. It's nothing about like the material stuff that they have that they can't move. And if they're still going to have a reception later, why not just move the whole thing to later? And just, if you really want to get married, go to the courthouse and do that, which I don't even know if the courthouse is open. So, right. I'm so confused by this, but like a, okay. Who knows? Two options here. One. They have either already signed the documents, therefore they're already married and don't necessarily need to have a wedding over Zoom or whatever, or live stream. But then also, if they're not already married, then why have the ceremony and not really be married? I'm so confused. I mean, they can, you can go and have like, the paperwork in your hand it doesn't need to be signed at the courthouse you can take it to wherever you want and sign it and just has to be filed at the courthouse so like they're just i I don't i don't understand why they're doing it like this either but like i think they're just they wanted to have a nice wedding and this is like the only way they can see themselves doing it right now and they wanted to get married you know what then good for them Good for them. I'm, I'm happy for them. Okay, so Prince Harry and Meghan Markle unveiled nonprofit after stepping back from royal family. On Monday, a spokesperson from the couple confirmed to today they plan to launch a nonprofit endeavor named Archwell. Do you know what their son's name is? Archwell. It's Archie. Archie. You are so behind. Okay, so I'm sorry you don't read up on the royal family like you do. <laughs> I don't even read up. I just I just uh, know who these things. No, you do. Like, I'm pretty um, sure you okay. do. So basically, the word Archie is the Greek word for source of action. And they wanted to name their charity after this. And altogether, it combines an ancient word for strength and action with obviously their son's name and the source of action. So... Their focus is currently on supporting efforts to tackle the new coronavirus, but faced with the information coming to light, we felt compelled to share the story of how this came to be right now. So basically they were going to wait or they didn't know what they were going to do about the whole coronavirus thing and this nonprofit that they were kind of secretly working on under the radar because everyone knew that they had to do something. Obviously now they're not with the royal family anymore and technically they should be stripped of their titles, but the article does say Prince Harry, so you know, I think everyone, he will always be known as... Technically a prince. Anymore. Yes. So they started this nonprofit, and do people get nonprofits get paid? I feel like they do. Yes, that's what donations are for. So I think that they're set because Megan has also, in other news, signed a deal to do voiceover acting and that kind of thing. So they did move to LA. They are no longer in Canada, and she is going to be working with... Uh, a couple different movies and that kind of thing. So they're set money-wise, and I think that this is kind of Harry's project. Harry's like, this is what I'm going to do. This is my new life, and they named it after their son. So, Right. What does he do on a day-to-day basis? Like, I know. It has to be so weird for him. And, like, what did he do before? Because, like, what are a prince's obligations, especially one who's never going to become king? It's unclear. I just have a feeling that you're just really obsessed with the royal family oh do you you just have that feeling i have a feeling <laughs> right I'm okay get you a book. 
Okay, good idea. Yeah, all about the royal family. Um, don't forget to ask me if I'm watching Crown or any of the royal movies or whatever because... Well, are you? No, I'm not because I don't <laughs> care. Not yet. Not yet, right. I wonder what it is like to be the royal family in quarantine. Well, we talked about what the f- actual royal family is doing, but like specifically for Harry and Meghan, what are they doing during this time? Other than, I guess, making non-profits. So there you go. That answers that question. They're probably scrolling through social media to like the no, rest but of they, us. Well, that's also an interesting question is because they did not run their own social media. When, like no one in the royal family runs their own social media. So I wonder if they got the passwords or something like when they left the royal family like how does that work logistically i just want to know they got the passwords to their own accounts right yeah i guess because i'm it pretty is... sure they're like oh hey you guys are not going to be here anymore so you know here's your twitter password i don't i did they have to start new ones i haven't looked at it seemingly not i mean i haven't seen any new but also i you know again haven't been looking so you have some homework to do i guess i do i'll update you next week on if harry and megan have a new instagram i will update you <laughs> okay We have another story. So the New England Patriots volunteered their plane to the state of Massachusetts to fly over to China and pick up N95 masks for local health officials, everyone that needs them. They picked up 1 million masks from China and China was more than happy to help giving these masks because they know where we're at in this situation. They were here months before us and i thought that was very awesome sports teams have all these connections and things that they could be doing to help out with this pandemic and patriots were the first team to really step forward and help make a difference with providing for these health officials in some of our states I did see that on the news the other day, I believe that the Colts have also now donated their plane to help. But I saw a video of the team of workers, just, you know, the airport so staff and the other people who have volunteered now to help with any kind of effort loading the plane. And they put boxes on boxes of boxes and it is, it's a time lapse. So, you know, it's 30 seconds, but it took them an entire day to put all of these masks on the plane and get them out and whatever so it's really incredible to watch yeah it is and a lot of these other professional sports leagues are really itching to get back at having all these sporting events go on so much as dana white who operates the ufc is trying to secure a island a real island in the ocean to have his fights on for the future Wait, his name is Dana? His name is Dana White. D-A-N-A. Okay, good to know. Okay, so here's the thing. You have these fighters, right? That's great. You put them on this island and they're, if it's a pre-existing island, then you have people who probably live there, first of all. So now you're bringing in not only these fighters who've been who knows where, but you also bring their families, their trainers, camera people. Then you also have to make sure that they have a grocery store to go to. Now, do you have a separate grocery store for these people than you do for the people who live on the island? I just don't understand how logistically it's going to work. I don't think this is a good idea at all. And I think if he is stubborn enough, he will make it work. But it's not like they can have the two fighters and a referee in the ring and it's good to go. Yeah, that's still really close proximity. Yeah, 
and it's going to be a televised event. So you need hundreds of people there just to put this show on. Right. You have to have the staff of the arena and the people set it up. And yeah, exactly. Hmm. And the WWE fake wrestling had their WrestleMania, I think over the weekend or late last week. And all these wrestlers come in and fake wrestle each other. So there was like 12 people on this wrestling mat just fighting with each other for like an hour. And, like, they had a host, they had someone doing play-by-play, they had cameras there and everything. And Were they breaking any rules of how many people can be together? Yeah, they had at least 12 fighters in the ring at once. Isn't it, like, only 10 you can have at most? I think, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be, like, your social distancing. 10 people, 6 feet away from everyone, mm-hmm. even if you're under 10 people. I guess at a grocery store, that's not true. But at the same time, like, that's a grocery store versus a fake fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hmm. That's interesting. Did you see that there was a, I believe he was a pastor out west that got arrested? Or he at least had charges pressed against him because he held a church service of more than like 100 people. Really? I did not see that. So he exceeded his limit. And yeah, it's serious now. And I was actually talking to one of my friends who was studying abroad this semester and got sent home. And she said that there, like in other countries, it is illegal to know that you have the virus and like go out basically it's like intent to spread is what you can get charged for right yeah in other countries we need that (laughs) yeah i'll be glad when where my cabin's at and where my grandparents live they are having the local police sit on corners and if they see cars out more than one going to the grocery store and coming back if they see them more than that they are pulling them over and writing them tickets on the spot for hundreds of dollars for not social distancing correctly. Hmm, that's intense. It's like they're pulling over people like my grandpa, who is a lovely sweetheart, but he's too stubborn and doesn't understand that he can't go to the grocery store to pick up his newspaper every morning at 8 a.m. He doesn't realize that. He's going in five days a week still. He says, well, I cut back. I'm only going in town once a day now instead of going two or three times a day. I'm like, that doesn't make a difference, man. You're still going. You're putting other people in danger as much right. as you are. And you're putting the grandma in danger and stuff like that. So like Well, that's crazy. Has your grandpa been pulled over? Not yet, but the the sheriff is going to be getting a tip from someone very soon, aka my dad or my aunt, saying that you need to pull over this man. Well, you know, Gladwin, it's a five hundred person town pretty much, and everyone knows everyone. So like they went to high school with the sheriff. Right. Gotcha. Okay. That's a, that's better. Yeah. They can just like shoot him a text. They don't have to like. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Okay. He, All right. The sheriff grew up and came over to my grandparents' house and hung out with my dad like every single day in the summer when they were kids. Okay. Good. It's one of those relationships. Cool. Good. Good. What else you got? I saw something earlier. I thought it was kind of weird because it's another sports thing. The MLB is considering starting baseball back up in May in Arizona. Having all the major league teams in one state playing baseball in the desert for the season. It's the same thing. You have to move their families out there. You have to move them out there. You have to move the camera crews out there. You have to move the field people out there. It's still too many people. Even if you don't have fans, it's too many people to be in one place. A team is too many people to have one team. You cannot hold a practice. Because it's literally, I mean, I don't know that it's technically a law everywhere yet, but it's put into place that you cannot gather more than a certain amount of people right now. So I don't understand how it's going to work. 
If it's a desert, where are you going to house everyone? Yeah, and if you think about it, if there's 30 teams, you could have, let's say, every team's playing on the same day. You could have 15 games in one day. You're going to need 15 camera crews there as well. And everyone's going to be passing out from heat exhaustion playing in 120-degree weather. Right, and pants and, and jerseys, yeah, for sure. I mean, these are smart guys that run these leagues. Like, how do they think this is going to be possible? They're just thinking about money and not trying. They want to save the economy and everything like that. I guess. And sure, it would help, but it's not worth it. (laughs) Right. Totally. I get it. It's not New York. It's not China. But like, it's no better, especially if you now bring in people who have been to New York and are living in New York and all over the country. I saw this thing the other day that if we go into actually do not leave your house, like if everyone actually abides by it for the next two months, like only go to the grocery store and the curve will flatten in those two months and we will be fine by summer. But because obviously that's not happening and it's not being enforced, it's going to be much longer than that, which is why they're trying to do the workarounds. But it's also only going to create a bigger problem I see in the future. Did you get outside today or no? Yeah, I did get outside. Me and Charlie decided to take a little walk down to the park. Charlie decided that on his own? Yeah, he uh, went and put on his collar and his leash and everything all (laughs) by himself. And um, Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me. And dropped his leash on my lap and I said, you know what? Let's do it. Walked down to the park. We were down there for about an hour. That's awesome. For about 15 minutes of that hour, he stood in the lake and just stood there. And <laughs> Probably didn't, felt so good. He didn't move. He just stood there, and it was so funny because I would, like, throw a stick in there, and he would just look at me and then just go back to staring at the water. Right, right. Well, I ran six miles this morning, and I did the hill. Like, we have a um, – so the – Drive from my house to school, to my high school, is almost exactly three miles. And it is up and down and up and down over these hills. And so I ran there and back. So about six miles with all the hills and whatnot. So that was exhausting. And then if that wasn't good enough, then I also rode on my bike six miles this afternoon with my sister. So yeah, we're we're trying to get there. We're trying to do it. We're trying to be healthy. Um, and it's also like the only thing that we can do except for golf. The golf courses are open. So they just closed our golf course. They closed the golf courses in the County underneath us, but ours as of right now, knock on wood are still open and not knock on wood. Cause like they probably should be closed, but like at the same time, it's, it's something to do. So like a lot of these restaurants near me are cutting back their days that they're open. So instead of being open seven days a week now, they're only going to be open four. See, that's hard because then while you're trying to support your local business, you also have to dodge around the days that they're open versus not, you know? Right, yeah. I feel bad for these little places. It's just one restaurant and there's hundreds of other restaurants and thousands all over the uh, country. And it's just, not, it's just sucks for all these guys. Totally. But hopefully we'll get there soon, you know? So This has been Just a Few Things with Sean and Abby. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.